0: Today's read, Midnight, A gangster Love Story by Sister Soja, Chapter 39, The Calm. Early morning, we took the Greyhound to Connecticut to see about a house. We sat in the back of the bus, Uma at the window, Naja right next to her, me right next to Naja with my legs stretched out into the open aisle. With my two ladies tucked safely on the inside, I slept till we arrived. By now, I knew I would be able to tell which house we would choose by the expression on Uma's face. While in Connecticut, I never saw that expression. I dropped her to work on time. I grabbed up nausea and went about my day. She read her first book, then read the second. She did her homework quietly at the dojo i did not return to our block until 12 45 a.m monday night or tuesday early morning depending on how you want to look at it after picking uma up from work we all three walked together from the train station to our block and into our building tuesday was tight and it was the last day of uma's night schedule we dropped naja to school then went to see a couple of brooklyn houses for sale from 12 noon until 2 pm i threw my full attention into sensei's weapon class the theme for the day was poisons i found it amazing how regular items like flowers and plants and everyday household chemicals could be used to end lives i also thought about how important it is who you allow into your personal space and trust. A woman you love, or your favorite restaurant owner, or anyone who could serve you food or drink or handle items that belong to you, that you will in turn touch, has the power to poison you in a way that authorities might never trace. I thought of Uma, who was a woman of herbs, oils, potions, and elixirs, most of them contained ingredients that could be considered secret in the sense that she was the only one who knew about them, their portions and combinations and effects. I knew she probably already understood and knew the power of natural poisons, which were some of the lessons Sensei was giving today. I thought of Naja. She wanted me to train her in self-defense. Poison seem like something a female could get into. I guess it's the same as spraying pepper spray or mace into an attacker's eyes. It's one of the few ways a sixty or seventy pound girl could slow down a two hundred pound attacker. I believed that if I gave Naja a knife, even if I taught her how to use it, an attacker could too easily Take a weapon from a small girl and use that same weapon to hurt her real bad. I cringed at the thought. I decided I would prepare a poison, which could be thrown by a little girl, to blind or temporarily disable an attacker and give it to Naja as a first lesson. Later, when I thought about all of the beautiful flowers like the African lily and the white oleander and the wedding flowers I ordered myself, I thought about heavenly paradise. How she talks so nice, dresses so nice, could look so nice like a blossoming flower and be so poisonous on the inside. I dropped Uma to work, picked Naja up, then went to basketball practice, then the dojo, then to dinner, then to pick Uma back up, and back on the block late night over again. Wednesday, the next day was a relief. After I dropped Naja and Uma in the early morning, I returned home and slept. Six hours later, I walked down to Daquan's apartment something that i had not done in months i needed to put my ear to the ground besides i thought i had the perfect pretext must mean jihad daquan said when he opened his door for me first time you came by my place it was jihad the second time you came to my place It was Jihad, he said, referring to the time when I bought a 4-5 and a silencer off of him. Now, this is the third time. What can I get for you, he asked. They say omens come in threes, he added. No Jihad. No beef. I stopped by to put you up on something. You know I'm playing ball over at. I told him the whole rundown of the teen league, minus the money involved, and about the upcoming scrimmage on Friday night. I thought you might want to check it out. There might be some business opportunities, some heavy players out, you know what I mean? I said, yeah, I knew about the Hustlers League, but not about the junior division. You should have told me sooner. I would have put my brothers on it. I I turned like I was leaving. So, what you think about this shit with our man conflict, he asked me. I turned back. What's new with that cat? I asked. He returned to the essence. Sunday night. Dead. Daquan said, looking me in the face for my reaction But I knew better than to seem sad, happy, or even concerned. Daquan knew I didn't like that sucker. I knew Daquan didn't really like his ass either. Matter of fact, there was a bunch of cats that hated that dumbass tyrant and only affiliated with him because he was Superior's brother. That must have freed up some of your money then, right? I said. Daquan smiled. You a cold motherfucker, man, he said. Not as cold as you, I answered. He gave me a pound. You coming to the game? I asked. Like it really mattered. I of course knew that Daquan loved games. Any type of game where men competed and somebody got conquered. Fair and square. Shit, I want to. But the wake is Friday night everybody from around here gonna be there double checking to make sure that nigga is really in the box Daquan laughed i didn't plus superior will be checking to see who pays their respects all right man do what you gotta do check the box then roll through at halftime the game should be crazy i said and bounced as i reached for the door to leave Daquan said Y'all, you came a long way from sandals. I see you every day, chilling. I'm proud to see you shining. I'd like to think I had something to do with that. You left me no other choice, I said solemnly. I guess I owe you some appreciation, I said. Thanks, man. I gave him a pound. He wanted a hug. We embraced I left. Outside, I saw a Conflict's parked Camry Benz. It was dirty. Bird shit everywhere. With three parking tickets placed under the wiper.